it's so easy to get swept up at this time of year with the buying. And, you know, we all love stuff. We all love to get things. Uh, I like getting gifts. I really do like <laughs> getting gifts. And I know when this time of year comes around, I'm thinking about some of the things that I normally wouldn't allow myself to get or to buy. And it's easy to justify that purchase. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson, and today we're talking about holiday tips to help you stick to your holiday budget and avoid getting swept up in the buying frenzy that can so easily happen at this time of year. Yeah, Leo, when we go through these holiday tips, it's just it's important to take a step back and, and realize that the holiday is about family and about celebrating something with a deeper meaning. And the gifts and the, the buying can be fun and it can be great to bless someone else and to enjoy some nice things, but it's not the reason for the season. Exactly. And so I want to make sure that as we go through this process, we talk a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things we can do to have a better plan in place? And then also just keep our focus in the right place. Exactly. I love the fact that you mentioned that because it's so easy to get swept up at this time of year with the buying. And, you know, we all love stuff. We all love to get things. Uh, I like getting gifts. I really do like <laughs> getting gifts. And I know when this time of year comes around, I'm thinking about some of the things that I normally wouldn't allow myself to get or to buy. And it's easy to justify that purchase. It's maybe a little bit more than I would normally spend. Maybe it's not something that I would necessarily qualify as far as a birthday gift. And we start thinking that way. And our thinking starts to lead to looking online, you know, shopping Amazon, and, and all of those things begin to kind of drive this desire to purchase. And we have to keep that in check. We have to make sure that it doesn't, like I said, sweep us up into this frenzy where we end up spending more money than we should. Yeah. And we draw a lot of our social cues from the environment around us. Mm -hmm. And so when we see our friends going shopping, or we just see a lot more people, you know, a lot more traffic, and a lot more people walking to the store, walking around the stores, yeah. a lot more advertising, it just becomes like, oh, well, everybody else is shopping. I need to go shopping too. Yep. And you might not need to go shopping. You might not need anything in that moment, but but you're like, oh, well, everybody else is doing it. And so you just naturally are like, oh, well, my parents are going shopping. I'm going to go with them. Or my best friend's going shopping. I'm going to go with them. You know, it's like, okay, take a step back and realize it's okay to, to browse and enjoy. But at the same time, if you don't need anything, it might not be the right time to buy. Yeah. And this is the reason why we're putting this show together is to help you with some of the tips that will help you to avoid getting uh, into into that mode that everybody's in these days. And and again, there's nothing wrong with purchasing gifts for your family and having, uh, you know, the, the meaning of this holiday is that we get together, that we spend time with family. And gift giving is part of that. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't ever want to say that, uh, that that's a wrong thing. I, I enjoy it. And I think it's part of a, a fun time of the year that we should all enjoy. But Let's just make sure that we're still staying financially responsible to do so. Let's let's talk about what does it take to have a good plan for uh, the holiday season and as far as purchasing is concerned. Yeah, well, the first thing that you need to do is actually sit down and put a plan together on who you're going to buy for in the holiday season. Now, uh, Ashley and I, we sit down at the beginning of the year and we actually create a year-long gift plan of birthdays and Christmas and Mother's Day and Father's Day and uh, you know, anniversaries and special holidays, like uh, anything that may be coming up that 
uh, graduations, you know, just unique things. And so we put together a gift planning tool that Leo and I are going to reference in the show notes. So just go to the show notes and click on the gift planning tool link and you can download it and you can watch the video on how to use it. But it's very simple. You know, I'm going to go through and I've got uh, between Ashley and I, I've got three siblings and she's got two siblings. So there's five siblings. <laughs> now, two of those siblings have gotten married. So that adds another two people that we're buying gifts for. So you've got seven people that we're buying gifts for. And they all have birthdays and they all are going to want something at Christmas. And we want to be able to give something at Christmas. And right. it's part of our family tradition. And so even if you're just looking at $20 a person, between those seven people, that's $140. Yeah. And then you add in her parents and my parents, you know, there's four people. So another $80 at 20 bucks a piece. So just, just on birthdays, you could look at $220. Yep. And then if you're going to do the same thing at Christmas, you double that, you're looking at $440. So th- that's a very simple, very inexpensive, you know, $20 a person is not a high-end gift, no. but it's a very simple layout of what we look at at the beginning of the year. And then we say, okay, if the number is 440, let's divide that across 12 months. And that's about $40 a month. Now, when you add in anniversaries and you add in uh, extended family and you add in graduations and all these other things. I have, I've never met anybody, uh, yet that I've walked through with this tool that didn't come close to a thousand dollars. And I've seen people go into a couple thousand dollars with their gift giving. That's usually when you get into grandkids and uh, multiple generations, but, but I, you need to be aware that, that over the course of a year, you're likely to spend a thousand dollars on gifts. Oh, easily. And so, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a plan for that in advance, it's going to be a struggle. So we begin that at the beginning of the year. If you haven't done that for this year, then begin doing it at least just for Christmas and list everybody you're going to buy a Christmas gift for and, and be honest. And if they're not going to make the list, they're not going to make the list. And maybe that means you have a friendly, loving, crucial conversation with them. Uh, or maybe they're not going to buy you a gift anyway. And it's just understood. You know, you've got friends that you're just friends. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you have to remember that people who love you, um, they love you because of who you are, not because of what you give them or what you do for them. Uh, true love, true relationships, true friendships are about the relationship, not about what we get from each other in a monetary sense. So I think we have to keep that in mind because uh, I think sometimes we feel like, well, I need to buy a gift for this person. What are they going to think if I don't? You know, honestly, uh, I have quite a few close friends and we don't put that burden on each other. We don't say, well, you know, I'm going to give you a gift and that makes you, because that's part of the problem, isn't it? If I buy someone a gift, then they feel, oh, now I have to buy them a gift. Yeah. And this is something that I think if we just plan it accordingly, and if we talk about it, I think this is something that we don't do enough of. We don't talk about it with our friends. Uh, I have three close friends that I meet with on a weekly basis. Uh, this has been a; these guys have been part of my life for the past nine years, and we don't normally buy gifts for each other for birthdays. Now, if we do, we just we just know there's no obligation here. If you want to do it, that's fine. But we've talked about it. We've agreed, hey, this is not something we want to engage in and where we're kind of one-upping each other every year. Uh, It's just not necessary. It's not really what makes our relationship uh, what it is. So let's just remember that people love us and they would rather not get us into debt in order for them to get a gift, right? I mean, I know know personally, I would not want anyone to get into debt simply to buy me a gift. Mm -hmm. Not my kids, not my family, uh, not my friends. So let's just keep that in mind. And then I think you have to be honest and open with your family, especially your immediate family, and let them know what you can and cannot do. 
And honestly, here's what's going to happen. And this is this happened to us when we first got on a budget. We had to meet with our family at the first Christmas season and say, guys, we can't do this. We just cannot buy it like we used to. For every, you know, for all of our parents, for all of our siblings, we were buying for siblings, for for uh, for their spouses, for their kids, for our kids. For I mean, it, it just got insane. It took us hours to open up all the gifts when we got together. And it was just too much, and we said that to them. And at first it wasn't taken well. They, they probably thought that we were trying to you know, ruin a, a tradition or something that was very important to us. But we, we just kept talking about it and said, no, it's, it's not that. It's just that we financially cannot do this. And in the long term, I think everybody breathed a sigh of relief and was like, thank goodness somebody said something because this was going crazy for us as well. So just know that that's going to happen. And if you can find that balance where you're buying a gift, uh, for the people in your life that are closest. And like David said, settle in it. See what you can do. Don't start with what you should do. Mm-hmm. Start with what you can do mm-hmm. and then build around that. I love this idea of healthy conversations with your family and just being honest and loving in the way that you express this. Ashley and I, uh, we sat down with our family a little bit over a year ago, give or take, and, and talked to our family and said, hey, how about we do a different type of gift exchange because uh, when you look at all the different birthdays and all of a sudden uh, some of our family were beginning to have kids and getting married. And so the family, the immediate family was growing and the people that we spend time with on the holidays was growing. So we had that same conversation, Leo. And it, and it was so helpful because it wasn't just us that was feeling the pinch. It was everyone in the family. Yeah. And so they said, let's find a new way to do this. And, you know, we love each other and we don't want to put each other into debt or put each other into a financial hardship uh, just to get a gift. And so let's find a new way, a new tradition for the family. And we've been talking a lot through that. Now, uh, this is a really deep rooted uh, psychological norm in people is this idea of reciprocity. And that's why it's important to have these conversations in advance. I learned this word reciprocity from an anthropology class back in college. And they were talking about how African chieftains would give each other gifts and they would try to outgive each other. And so one would give a goat and then the person would come back with a goat and two chickens. And then the person would come back with uh, four goats. And then the person would come back with a cow. And it was just like, wow, it just kept escalating. I'm going to bring you more. And and this is a good thing. I mean, it, it's a good thing to have this desire that's natural to turn around and serve someone who's been kind to you. I think yeah, that's wonderful. Absolutely. But you have to be aware that that exists. And when you send somebody something, there might be a natural inclination where they feel like they have to give back. And what if they can't afford it? So have those conversations in advance. And if you're on the side that it's it's tight, nobody, if you're in a loving relationship, they don't want to put you in that situation. And so if you can be very honest, uh, very open, and even if you just were to return something very small, let's say that they gave you a nice gift, but you'd had a conversation in advance and said, hey, I can't give a lot this year, but you turn around and wrote them a nice card. It would it would fulfill that natural human urge for reciprocity where you return something. And as long as you've communicated in advance, hey, this is a tight season for us and, and we're not expecting you to get anything for us and we're not going to be able to get anything for you. And then they give you something. If you're able to even just give them a little card back in advance or something, just something friendly to them know, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And you matter to me as a family member, a friend, or a colleague. So it's a neat, neat thing. Yeah. And I think it's just recognizing when your act of giving might stir in them uh, that desire to, again, the, the reciprocity kicks in. Yeah. And is that a healthy thing for them? 
right? Do you put them in a position where now they feel obligated to give something to you? And I think, again, just having the conversation and being open about what's going on, I think that diffuses that where they don't feel like, oh, now I'm obligated. It's it's when you don't know, right? I've got right, a gift. Right. Gosh, we talked about this or we, you know, we, we agreed we're not going to buy gifts, but now they bought me a gift. I guess they expect me to buy them a gift. Right. So now it begins to be this this unhealthy, like, I have to do this. And now the gift of giving and the desire to give is no longer this fun thing. Right. It's not enjoyable right. anymore. And I feel obligated. So let's just gosh, let's just talk about this. Let's just have open conversations. Yeah. And just remember that the holidays about time with loved ones, not gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also see if your family or your friends would be open to skipping the gifts altogether instead, you know, getting together to celebrate. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's all you do. Maybe you buy gifts for people like work or people that you really want to develop a d- deeper relationship with. Well, why not skip the gifts and just you be the person initiating says, hey, and this year, instead of buying gifts for each other and all go into our own corners, yeah. why don't we get together? Not like a Christmas party at work. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going someone's home. Somebody hosts it. Everybody brings a favorite dish and you spend two, three hours together enjoying the holidays as a you know family, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's much more valuable to me than any gift because yeah. if you ask me what I got three years ago from somebody, I, I have no idea. I forget <laughs> right. what I got last year from my close family. So again, it's not that big of a deal. And I think sometimes we make it that way because of the, you know, just the drive that's, you know, the, the culture that's around us and everything that's going on at this time of year. Yeah. You know, I think about um, Super Bowl, right? The difference between going to a Super Bowl party or, or going to a Super Bowl game is significant. If you go to a Super Bowl, the tickets alone are going to cost you hundreds of dollars. Then you're going to have to get the hotel to stay wherever you're going. There's going to be a cost, flying, driving there. Whereas if you stay home and invite your friends and everybody pitches in for the meal, you can enjoy a really fun time with your friends, enjoy the game, still get to see the whatever's going to happen in the game. You're going to see it anyway, and then you can see it on your big screen TV. So right. you're not going to miss out on, on a lot. Now, I know some people say, well, the experience of being there. Okay, I, there is something to do that, but is it worth hundreds or potentially thousands of dollars? I don't think it is. Not to me. Not to some people it might be. But that's what I'm saying. Why not we why don't we look at the Christmas celebration the same way? Why don't we just come together and spend the time together rather than buying gifts for each other and then not having that intimate time together. So that's one of the ways that you can minimize the cost of uh, gift giving this year. And still enjoy those relationships. Yeah, just completely reframe the tradition. Hey, we we don't have to do a huge gift exchange this year. Uh, we can do a huge family meal, and everybody brings something, and everybody contribute, and then we play game, games together. Yeah. Or reframe the tradition. Hey, we're gonna spend a few hours together in the morning, and then we're gonna go out and serve at the local mm. food pantry, or we're gonna go back and serve at the local um, soup kitchen. I don't know what it is, but find a way to use that time to serve other people. And and this is going to be different seasons of life for different people. And so usually, you know, right when you first have grandkids, you're probably going to lavish those grandkids with gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you have kids that are maybe uh, between four and 10 years old, that's going to be a really exciting time where small gifts mean a lot to them. Yes. So, you know, we're not talking about all seasons of life. You never give gifts, but we're saying that there might be a time where Ashley and I are at, we're six years into marriage and everything is wonderful. And this year, you know, we, we decided that we really wanted to buy a TV. And so we bought a nice TV and in lieu of that, we're going to, or instead of 
going out and getting a bunch of smaller gifts for each other, we said, this is going to be our one big gift that we're yeah. going to enjoy. That's great. And we bought it before Christmas and we've already started using it. So we're <laughs> going to exchange less gifts at Christmas, but that's okay. It's yeah. like we have agreed. We're, we're at the place where we really don't need for anything. Right. And so we're going to do a few little things, but overall we've, we've come to an agreement. It's okay to just not buy eight different gifts for each other or like have a, a big unwrapping ceremony and that's okay. So different seasons. When we first got married, you bet I got actually eight different gifts. You know, <laughs> there's a Christmas candle and there was, there was chocolates and there was gift cards and, you know, lots of cool things, books and everything that she loved. But, you know, as you grow in your relationship, uh, find other ways to have a good time together. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's great. If you are going to buy gifts for family and for friends, then one of the suggestions we have is to use a grab bag gift exchange. And basically, you can Google this, and there's variations of, of how this gift exchange can happen. But typically, it, it's something like this. You Each person buys a gift and brings it to the party. You can either place them all in a pile, or you can put a number on each one. You can then write a number uh, on a piece of paper for uh, the amount of people that you have in the in the room, and then you can just draw from that basket a number, and then you can either take turns or pick a specific gift. You can even make it longer by exchanging gifts. You can make a fun time of it. And that way you're not coming in a party with six or seven or eight gifts. You're coming with one. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be significantly less expensive. Yeah, this year what we did with Ashley's family is we all put our names into a hat and we all pulled out one name. Mm -hmm. Actually, I guess two names because we did it by couple. And so each couple ended up getting two different people. And so what we used to do is we used to buy an individual gift for Ashley's parents and then her two siblings and then their two spouses. So that's six people well, now we buy two gifts yeah. for the two people whose names we drew out of the hat. And we used to spend $20 a person, and now we can spend $40 a person. Mm -hmm. And instead of spending 160 or 120 now yeah. we're spending $60 or, or $80, yeah. right? 40 bucks a person, $80. Yeah. $30 a person, $60. So there are ways to do this that will lower the cost, yet still give you a fun gift exchange opportunity. And the reason we're talking about this is just... For years and years and years, the tradition that I grew up in was at Christmas, there's a bunch of gifts being given. And that was the point, not the point of getting together at Christmas, but it felt like mm -hmm. a major part of getting together at Christmas. And, and I began to hear other people talk about how they do it and that it looks different and that they don't necessarily have so many gifts or they go serve together. Or they go to the movies together or they do something else. They eat together. They play games together. And I began to, to feel like, hey, it's okay mm -hmm. to not do as much as we've always done yeah. because it's, it's gotten more difficult. You know, honestly, we have a lot of nice things. You know, we're, we, we don't have a lot of needs. And it used to be like, oh, I really want this at Christmas. And now it's like, well, what do you want for Christmas? I don't, you know, I, yeah. I have enough margin <laughs> where I bought, already bought it. Sorry. It's, it's hard <laughs> to come up with something that you need. Right. Most of the stuff that I know... We, we do the same thing that you guys do with yeah. our, our with our son-in-laws and our daughters. And so I have one person to buy for, and we have a, a cap as far as how much money we're going to spend. And then I have to – but we have to give each other some ideas, like yeah. what would you like? And honestly, I haven't thought about anything yet because I thought, well, I, there really isn't anything that I need. Right. Um, there's stuff that I want, uh, <laughs> but nothing that I need. So yeah. it's, it's hard once yeah. you get to that place. And I think that's something to maybe – be aware of is that when you get to the place where you're having to think really hard, what do I really want? Because there's so many choices, then there is maybe a little bit of consumerism going on. And yeah. you just have to be careful because again, we're not, we're susceptible just like everyone else. Whatever our eye sees, we want. And the yeah. more and more and the more 
can easily become part of what you know what's going on. So I, I think it's just important to be aware of it so that you can again make the holiday about what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. Not about gift giving, but yeah. about enjoying this time of year, celebrating with our family and really uh, celebrating the reason for the season. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of of needs or or major wants and so everybody's coming to me and saying, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas?" And so what I found myself doing on Thanksgiving Day was looking at the Black Friday newspaper. Instead of spending time with family, I'm looking at ads, <laughs> trying to stir up a desire in myself yeah. for stuff so I can make somebody else happy so they can buy me stuff. Right. And I mean, it was just, it was so twisted at the end of the day because my wife was like, hey, come over and spend more time with the family. I'm like, no, I have an obligation to find a gift that I really want. <laughs> And, and I'll find one that's on sale to make it easy on the person. Wow. And like, I mean, yeah. that was actually happening. I was sitting at the table looking at ads while everybody else was over somewhere else having family time. And so, so just be aware that this consumerism can sneak in. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's okay if you don't have any major wants and maybe you just do one present for one person and everybody exchanges names. So it's a cool way to do it. Yeah. So let's talk about some very basic things that uh, some of you probably already know this, but we just want to cover a few that'll help you. As you're going out there spending some money on gifts, uh, we want to make sure that you're somewhat equipped, and so we can give you some tips on how to do that. Um, first, if you're buying online, uh, just because you're buying online and the price is fixed doesn't mean it's a fixed price. So here's what I mean by that. You can, on most websites today, there's a chat option, and you can ask for a discount of the person that will connect with you through the chat. So yeah, my, my suggestion is you find something you want, and you can just open up a chat and say, hey, I'm really interested in this item. I've looked at other websites. Um, I can find it in other places, but I really want to buy it from you. What you know? What would you give me at a discount in order for me to buy it today? I'm ready to buy. Yeah. Would you give me a 10 15% discount? And that's something that most of us don't think about, and I think we need to start thinking about that because here's the thing. Most, all, all retailers at this time of year are trying to get your attention. Yep. And the way they're getting your attention is through mailers, through advertising, and they're offering something. They're offering you a discount of some kind. So it's not out of line for you to say, hey, I'm almost ready to buy, but I need I need a little extra incentive. Yeah. And they're going to give it to you. Um, so go ahead and do that. Open up the chat. Say, here's the item I want. Here's the uh, price. Would you give it to me for 10% off and give them the price? And hey, the worst that can happen is that they say, no, sorry, the price is fixed. But I guarantee you, if they have you on the line and they want you to buy, because that's what they're hoping for, uh, they're going to do whatever they can to make it happen. So. Yeah. So, I mean, even when you're standing in line at the retailer, so mm -hmm. let's say you've gone to the store standing in line, start, start Googling, you know, coupon code yes, for yes. this retailer. Uh, I found 15% off while I was standing in line. Yep. I was like, well, it makes you, serves you right for making me stand in this 20 minute line. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you use that time wisely. Uh, and don't forget, I mean, literally in that moment, Hey, I'm standing in this line. I'm kind of annoyed. And then, Oh, I'll search for a coupon. And then it's funny cause I got to the cash register and I had found a 15% off, but the person in front of me was like, oh yeah, here's my 20% off coupon. And then then it, I came down to this moral dilemma of I've got a 15% <laughs> off, but I know there's 20% out yes. there somewhere. So do I say to the person, oh, I, I had a 20% off, but I lost it. I didn't do it. I went with the 15%, yeah. but I was tempted. I was tempted to be like, hey, I know there's 20% out there. Will you give it to me? And you could, honestly, have, you could have also asked the cashier, hey, she got a 20%. I only have 15. Would you... 
yes. up into 20, right? Yeah, there were there were there are linguistic ways to do it in a moral way. Sure. My my first thought was to be deceptive. Leo's first <laughs> thought was to just ask. <laughs> so maybe there's some inner things I need to work on. But but I mean, it, it, yeah, there's stuff out there. So yes. don't hesitate to look. Um, that's a great way to handle uh, looking for coupon codes at the last minute. Yeah, and, and again, use coupons and discount codes. And you can, I mean, Google's your best friend. Do some research on whatever you're looking to buy or wherever you're looking to buy and see what kind of discounts they have. And there's literally hundreds of websites out there that are, are that are using these kind of discounts where you can print it off or you can get the barcode and you can purchase it either online or in, in a store. So definitely do not discount those. Those are very, very important. Yeah, I don't recommend buying or getting the store credit card just for the discount. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually a way that they kind of trap you into con- constantly going back to them. They'll charge you higher prices in the future. And then you've just you've got one more credit card to worry about. You've got yeah. one more store card. They're usually not seen as strongly on your credit report as a normal credit card. And so... Uh, it just becomes one extra thing in your life that you have to worry about. And it's very alluring to take that card and go back to that store and, and cash sure. it, rack it up, rack it up. And yeah. so so I don't recommend it. The I was in line at one of the stores this year, and it was a 30-minute line. It was crazy. Mm. And they said, if you get a credit card, then you can come to the front of the line. Oh, wow. And it was the most <laughs> tempted I've tough. ever been. It was the most tempted wow. I have ever been. I was like, oh, man, because I could see the line. I literally went and counted everybody in line, counted how many cash register reps were working. Did the math. Uh, did the math. how long it's going to take. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I could I could cut this line. But I didn't. I don't want another store card. I don't want any store cards, right. personally. Right. I don't have any. I don't yep. want any. And, and so I s- stood by my guns and said no. Uh, but but be aware they're going to ask. I question their methods when they're doing that, and and I understand the pressure that that these cashiers and employees have to push this. So, but I will say that although uh, a store card should not be something that you should sign up for, because again, the, the percentage off that you get at the purchase, it's not worth the hassle of having to close the card later or being tempted, as David said. But use the store gift cards. Oh yeah, right. I think those are great to use because many times, especially at this time of year. You can buy a gift card that's worth a lot more money and get a maybe 10, 15, 20% discount. So you can, for instance, uh, I know even Star- Starbucks does this. Many retailers today do this where you can buy, I saw this on an Apple card just recently. You can buy a $100 gift Apple card, right, uh, for $85. Yeah. You know, that's 15% off. So if you're going to give a gift or if you're going to spend some money at the Apple store, why not? Right. All you're doing is purchasing the car ahead of time and then using the car to make the purchase. So right. look for those kind of ways to save money. There are retailers out there that will do that. So either whether you're going to keep the card or give the card, you're going to spend less. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, a very inexpensive haircut place that I go to that has a bunch of retail locations all over the place. Mm-hmm. And once a year, they sell their haircuts for like $5 cheaper. You know, usually they're like 14 bucks, and you can buy them for 9 bucks, something like that. Right. And so... Uh, you can buy a card and load up with as many of those $9 haircuts as you want. Right. And so I bought 15 of them. <laughs> there you go. So You're good I will for a have, couple of years. Right. I'm good. So, so you know, look for that because it's. I know it's a product I'm going to use anyway. And so I went and bought, you know, 15 of those haircuts in advance and 15 times $5, I saved 75 bucks. Yep. Now, the way that was easy for me is I've been following the method that Leo and I talk about of having a budget, having a plan in place, setting aside a certain amount. And I use cash envelopes. Ashley and I do cash envelopes. So we set aside cash every month for haircuts. Mm -hmm. Well, I went to the haircut envelope 
and there was a hundred and something dollars in there. Yeah. And I pulled it out and bought 15 haircuts in advance. So I know it'll take about a year, but I know I'll save $75 over yeah. the year. Yeah. And I'm going to be going to that haircut place anyway. I'm not saying that you have to do that exact method, but there are things like this. If you know yeah. that you're going to go to a certain retailer ever so often, it's not bad to save for a while and then buy it at the discount. Well, so. it's, it's the Costco uh, methodology, oh, right? Yeah. You buy stuff and... Uh, in bulk and you save money. So this is the same thing. Uh, one of the suggestions would be to leave the credit cards and debit cards at home. Oh, big time. It's so, so tempting to go beyond, even if you made a plan and even if you know how much you're going to spend on each person, it's so easy to go beyond that. And so I suggest grab the cash, take it out of the bank, whatever your budget is for, uh, for Christmas gifts, and then go out there purchase with the cash. Because then you're going to stick to that number. You don't have any more. You don't have the credit cards and debit cards with you. And you will not be tempted to go beyond it. And again, when we're under that pressure and we see all these sales and we think about the people that we love and we want to express our love to them through the gifts, it's easy to go beyond what we originally planned. So this is a big one. I think you should leave your credit cards and debit cards at home when you go Christmas shopping. If you buy online, just be careful because <laughs> you can't use cash online. So yeah. just be careful. Yeah, I, I love the idea of using cash. That's a, a major way. And depending on what you're buying, there's some products out there these days that you can negotiate uh, while you're in the store. You know, if you're buying a, a mattress or if you're buying a car, I mean, obviously, maybe now it's not the right time to buy a car. But if you use cash, it speaks. And so they're going to see that and they're going to say, OK, we want to get down to the price range that you can afford. Mm-hmm. And we want to make a deal because we know you have the money to do it right now. Yeah. Cash has that ability to really help you to get some great, great deals. So the last thing would be just maybe consider not buying the gift for yourself. You mentioned that you and Ashley bought the TV and you decide, okay, that's the gift for ourselves. Um, At this time of year, you're going to get gifts. We all do, right? So why not potentially just to be able to save some money, consider not buying yourself a gift. I know it's easy uh, in this time of year to say, man, I can get that gift that I've always wanted. But Buying yourself a gift, it's not like a birthday, right? This is just a holiday. It's about giving, not about receiving from yourself. So one bold idea would be, I guess, to just say, well, maybe I'll just skip buying something for myself and just receive the gifts that other people are going to give you, your spouse or your friends, your family. Yeah, focus on contentment and say, okay, I'm grateful for what I have. Uh, I have enough. Everything is going to be okay. And I can look forward to receiving a few gifts this holiday season. So I'm going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take a step back and, and don't buy something for yourself. <laughs> yeah. The last thing that we'd like to say, and just to wish you guys a, a Merry Christmas. It's a yes. bit early, but we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, we just uh, thank you for being with us this year. Uh, we are grateful for your a time that you've taken the time to listen to us to be part of this podcast and uh, hopefully we served you this year and you've benefited from the podcast yeah and happy hanukkah to our jewish friends i've got a lot of jewish friends and awesome. so i was talking to somebody this weekend and i said what are y'all doing for christmas and immediately as soon as i said it wah, wah, <laughs> it's like oh duh so happy hanukkah to our jewish friends merry christmas Uh, and uh, Happy New Year to all of you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining the show and listening to us and sharing it with your friends. You know what? Give the best holiday gift this year Mm -hmm. and share a link of getting money right. Yes. That is the number one thing you can do. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You want to change someone's life. keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. (laughs) They will get get 50 episodes a year of just wonderful, wonderful content. Yep, yep. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast on Android or iTunes and share it with others so they can 
find it easier. If you will give it five stars or whatever you believe it deserves, uh, but just leave a short comment and rate it and review it. That will help us so much. Yes. Uh, you can also share it on social media. Just click the share button, put it out on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. And then you can find the show notes to this episode and more content at leosabo.com. Don't forget about the gift planning tool. Uh, there's also a great budgeting tool, so you can just budget for your overall year. I mean, we're about to hit into mm-hmm. the next year. Get ready now for next year and yes. create a year-long Have a budget, annual plan. A Christmas budget for yes. next year. Yes. So we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money right. right. Yeah, just completely reframe the tradition. Hey, we we don't have to do a huge gift exchange this year. Uh, We can do a huge family meal and everybody brings something and everybody contribute. And then we play games together. Or reframe the tradition. Hey, we're going to spend a few hours together in the morning and then we're going to go out and serve at the local food pantry.